welcome to episode two of the World Football Index Football Manager Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Ross, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Alistair Thompson. How are you, sir? Good evening, sir. I'm very well. How's yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Busy, busy week at work, but yeah, good to have a day off and to be able to play some football manager. Yeah, first time I've played it since our last last Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been, been manic just now, so it's yeah. been good. I've been looking forward to this. I've missed it last Sunday. Got a few tweets asking why we weren't on. Oh really? Okay. So, yeah. Be good to good to get back and yeah, get well, on with go. the, the competitive games. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You can go back and watch our last video on the uh, twitch.tv forward slash world football i if you've not seen it already, but that's the address you want to be at for every Sunday, half past eight, are live streams of the El Clasico challenge basically. I'm Barca, Ali's Rao, and we're going head to head to see who can finish the season as the most dominant team, I suppose. I've already got one Trophy in the bag, the Spanish Super Cup. Yeah, I lost my one. I think we've both found our nemesis already in Sevilla. Yes, it's not, it's not, it's not looking great. At least, at least you overcame them in the end. Well, yeah, eventually. You got two chances. Yeah, you, you had the one off and uh, it didn't quite work out. But yeah, you can go back and watch that on our Twitch stream. Um, have you had any any, any, any any time to play any other, other saves you've got going on at the minute? I haven't. Um, I was just, we were just saying that just before. I've, I've been a bit mental. I was looking forward to it on Father's Day. It was my first day off in eight weeks between having two jobs at the moment. So football manager has kind of taken a back, but I'm going to concentrate my full football manager time on on our games. And ah, nice. I've got to admit, I, I'm not I'm not a very good loser, shall we say? <laughs> so um, this is very important to me. Um, I mean, I was I've been speaking about this save just to a couple of people on Twitter, people who I didn't think would actually take any interest and thought would actually laugh at what we were doing. Right. Um, but actually seemed genuinely interested oh, nice. um, and just us talking about it and they had a quick look at the stream yeah. and it's got them going back to help to get the game oh awesome that's um, really good it's, it's on site isn't it, as well at the minute it is yeah I'm sure I've seen it somewhere at £15 so yeah, um, so yeah they were going to go and check it out and as, as we always say I mean Footman's is one of those that can, can take hours of your life away Oh god! Um, yeah. But it's also a good way that, like, like as I said, I've not played it, but I can go and pick up my old save mm-hmm. at any time just for a couple of games, save it again, go off. You know, it's kind of not like your Xbox games where you need to wait for save points. Or yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think that's what. Yeah, and I'm glad that what we're doing is maybe encouraging folk to to pick up the game again because it is such an addictive game for all of us who. Who have that love for football, and we get right in amongst all the the transfers, and you know we think we we think we're owners of clubs at times, <laughs> on, especially on social media. So yeah, that, that's the biggest thing for me. What about yourself? How much have you been playing in your your saves? I've managed to finish my challenge for the football pink. The last article will be posted uh, coming up this week, so I don't want to put too many spoilers in there. But part one of the final piece went up um, during the week last week. I'm, the challenge was to make leads successful again, get them back into the Champions League within five seasons and turn a profit. I've just won the League Cup in my final season. That's the last piece that's gone up and I'm pushing for that Champions League spot. You'll be able to read how that all went uh, at thefootballpink.net um, this week sometime. And my World Football Index save that I've got, got going on as my uh, the mercenary manager. That's going well. Um, I'm, I'm earning the big bucks now. I'm still not in the the top three, but I'm closing quickly on those guys. I just need encourage the Tottenham board to just spend a bit more money, which is tricky with Daniel Levy in charge. Yeah, that's not something. <laughs> maybe easier finding a move and getting get well, another yeah. big job and go for your pay rise there. James Spurs aren't the biggest club, but spending big, are they? No, the only move in England I can really make to get the 
bigger wages is to Arsenal or uh, Man United and I, I can't bring myself to go from Tottenham to Arsenal I just can't do it even not as a fan I, I would do it just, just for the outrage <laughs> just see what the comments are <laughs> yeah just, especially in all the you know how you get the little tweet reports from oh, the, yeah. the fans I'd love to see the reaction from that one I'd be hated by everyone <laughs> that's the choice of it <laughs> well, yeah, true. So that, that's our saves updates. We've both been pretty busy. We're both dads. We've had Father's Day. We've had work. It's uh, it's it's pretty tough. Let's talk about some real football though quickly before we start the live stream. Ali, you're of course yeah. a Liverpool fan. Yes, um, typical. Some money. We are, and also having a little calamity on the way. Oh, really? Um, just just typical Liverpool. Um, obviously, <laughs> we started the summer with a whole apologising Southampton over the Van Dyke <laughs> tapping up, doing what every other club does. Just Liverpool are that clownish. We um, we get caught doing it and have to apologise. <laughs> You'd think Southampton of all teams wouldn't even wouldn't even care. The yeah, we basically kept them afloat for the past five well, seasons. Basically, yeah. We end up signing um, Salah from Roma, which is which is a delightful signing. Yeah, Just exactly what we needed. Yeah, more pace uh, on the wing. I didn't see much of him at Roma, but speaking to Frank and Richard from the Serie A pods, we you know we've got that player that should definitely sustain us in the top four. How would you expect uh, him to line up on opposite opposite Mane with someone through the middle? I think it has to be. I think it's going to have to be a a three of at the moment with current squad anyway. A Chan, Coutinho, Wijnaldum yeah. with Mane, Firmino, and uh, Salah. So almost a, a strikerless formation. It really it's very and Ga- Gav will hate me just even <laughs> comparing it, but it's very Barcelona-ish. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just the the movement of Firmino and who's not really your out-and-out out nine, like no. Messi wasn't for, for Barcelona, you're in the Estes and that wide. So mm. I think that's what he's obviously going with. But there's, there's still talk of whether you believe them or not, is your, your Lacazette, your Aubameyangs, you know. Mm. The, the, the players are still getting linked. God, you've had Aubameyang to that mix. Good God, that'd be filthy. Well, if, if he's for sale for me, um, and I mean, if anybody wants them, there's going to be other teams who will get them before us. Of course they will. I'm not deluded. Yeah. But if we're talking about spending £70 million for Van Dyke, which I'm all for, mm-hmm. which sure, if, if he's available for £63 million, pounds, so yeah. I think it's like €72 million Euros or something, just do it. If he's available, yeah. do it. Why not? Yeah. What's, um, what's because that, that is genuinely just making you, not only putting a statement out to Europe, but it's just taking you to that next level. Yeah. And I've always said for Liverpool, what we need to do, like Man United did with Ibrahimovic last year, they just made a statement. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they paid over the top, but they got that world-class player. Exactly. And I think that just getting in one starts to bring in others. Oh, yeah. Because I think others look at them and then like, oh, they got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a minute. Yeah. So I think if we add Van Dijk, who I believe is in the top 10 centre-backs in the world, I think Salah is what we needed. The links to cater from all the people that you can trust on Twitter seem to be pretty strong and it's going to happen. I just think we're really shaping up to be formidable force this year. Get himself um, a really good squad there because that was, that was kind of an issue before, wasn't it? Lack yeah, of depth. perfect. Perfect, yeah. And, but we're doing it the right way. We're adding first-team players and making the first-team players squad players. Yeah. None of this. We're just signing players to be yeah, at the bench yeah just players to fill up the squad but oh, that, that, that's going to be an interesting save next year Liverpool if you get some of these players rumoured well that, that's the most exciting part of FIFA yeah. football manager for me now then, not only am I going to get to see them and then AC Milan and, as well I was just speaking about this on Twitter I mean who's had the better better summer this year than AC Milan I think only Bayern could probably compete so far yeah if, if they top um, it off with Belletti as well oh my god the, yeah I mean <laughs> it's the AC Milan of old kind of starting yeah. to come back and if they can hold on to the uh, Donnarumma as well, mm-hmm. 
we don't know what's happening there. Obviously, that's a bit controversial. But I mean, yeah. if they can hold on to him with the players they've signed, they're they're, they're really looking something special again. Yeah, it's going to take a lot to overcome Juve, but AC are priming themselves really. Definitely, but if they can just get consistency back to to Champions League, a bit very similar to Liverpool, shall we say? Yeah. You just want that consistency at the top level. AC Milan, Juve, and Roma—that's what it should be. That's Italian football for me. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, what about Leeds United? New manager, exciting season. Is it optimistic? We are behaving like a professional football club, and that's the first time in about ten years I can say we've done that. We've got a whole new management structure in place. There's a new manager. There's a new board. There's new. We've got scouts for the first time I think ever. We've got actual scouts and. Last season, it took us four months to sign Liam Bridcart from Sunderland. This week, we identified a player called Matthews Kleech, I think his name is. He plays for FC Twente. Well, he did. He plays for Leeds now. They identified him. They went out, out uh, outbid someone else for him, and he signed on a three-year deal. So we've we've added the player that we need in a position of weakness for us, and rumours of two or three other others coming in this week. So it's interesting. Yeah, we're we're spending money, which is not something we're particularly used to recent years either. So it's um, cautiously optimistic at this stage. We need to keep hold of Chris Wood. And we need a, a good centre-back to play alongside Pontus Janssen. They're the two main, main things for this summer, I think. But, yeah, cautiously optimistic at this stage. This is going to be a strong league again next year. It, it always is, it's in fairness. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. And, I mean, we spoke about this when you, when you come on mm. um, at Living Pieces. I mean, I, I do still have that soft spot for Leeds United. Just remembering, obviously, the team they had in the Premier League and... Just the fan base that they've had throughout the times, and they've had some horrendous times. Yeah. Um. Of late, so and all the fans have stuck by them and filled the stadium. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm one of the few that has like you know real soft spot for Leeds. So <laughs> I would like they're the team that always kind of hope comes back up. I think I fans of Premier League clubs do think that because you get no disrespect to any fans that are listening, but Hull and teams like that and Burnley. Like they're, they're nice football clubs, but you don't think of them as Premier League football clubs. That sounds really no, disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and it is, but but Leeds are that that Premier League club. I mean, you're talking about the team that got the Champions League and well, have yeah. had have had progressed properly. One one performance from Mendieta away from making the final, and that would have been against Leverkusen, which you never know if we could have won it, and uh, things could have been massively different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. optimistic uh, fingers crossed. So how many how many players do you reckon you're needing to be challenging? To for promotion, or oh, well, do you reckon the squad's there already? But the bones of the squad is there. We've got the goal scorer in Chris Wood. We've got the really good centre back in Pontus Janssen, who was apparently wanted by Saints and a few other Premier League clubs, but we we tied him down to a deal after his loan finished. And we've got young Ronaldo Vieira in midfield, who's really highly thought of and wanted by Red Bull Leipzig and a couple of other Premier League clubs as well. So that's your, that's your spine there. We've got some. Interesting players in other positions. We just need a few more. Phil Hay, who's the Yorkshire Evening Post's um, chief football writer, or chief Leeds correspondent, says he reckons we could have as many as seven or eight players coming in. So it's going to be busy. Strength and depth is what we, also we didn't have last season. We really fell away towards the end of the season. We almost nailed on for a, pre- a playoff spot and then just couldn't see out games. Players looked exhausted and just fell away. Finished seventh, annoyingly. But yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of players coming in. It'd be nice. So as you say, look, at least it, as, you, as you say, falling away is a bit of a pain, but mm. at least you finish in seventh. It's a good building exactly. block for next season to then. We'd had four you know, seasons of 15th before that, so. That's it. So, I mean, if you can jump up another, say, four places, and, yeah. uh, obviously you would rather be first or second, but even just getting into the playoffs yeah. 
Um, first with, first just, all win in the playoffs because you get a trophy and get nothing for second. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and the playoff final is always a great game to watch. It's always fun. It's yeah. always entertaining. You see, um, Will Hughes has moved to the Premier League today. I was yeah, I was going to bring this up because he was highly touted to come to Liverpool a few years ago. Yeah, he had such a massive reputation, and as we're on the the, the appropriate podcast. He was like a proper wonder kid. Massive, yeah. He was a, a must-sign player, wouldn't he? Yes. He, I mean, what's your thoughts on him? How, how you have seen more of him than myself, obviously, where yeah, believe in the championship. So, I mean, do you think he'll do well? Well, people that have listened to the Man on the Post podcast for the past I think five years we've been doing it, I have had nothing but bad things to say about Will Hughes. I think he is one of the most overrated football players, young players in the country. He, Whenever we've played Derby, we played them... Must have been three years ago that sat Robbie Savage's last season. Robbie Savage put Will Hughes in his place. He ran the game. Will Hughes hardly touched the ball. They were playing the midfield together for Derby at the time. But ever since any time we've played Derby, he's just been completely ineffective. And obviously that's just from a Leeds perspective, those one games against us. But I've never seen it. I don't know. I think it's just the the young English thing that's kind of given him this high reputation. He is a good footballer, but I've seen eight million to Watford. That's not a, a wonder kid kind of transfer, is it? Like you say, Liverpool were interested. He's been linked to Arsenal and a few other teams before. If one of them had really thought that much about him, I could see him easily been playing for Spurs three or four years ago. But it never really panned out that way, I don't think. The only games I had really seen him was when um, Jordan Ipod went on loan to Derby. Mm. So obviously you keep an eye on your players when they go out and loan to see how they're doing. Yeah. He never really stood out for me either. I, I think Jordan Ipod's not that great a footballer. Well, he's turned <laughs> out that way. But I mean, he always shone. When when you watch him, you know he had minutes of running, yeah. but but as like you said, you, I've just not really seen it from Will Hughes. No, he's yeah. a, he's a nice player, and I think he'll fit in well at Watford. But I think that's that's the level. It's not the Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea kind of level. Dare I say it? I think John Joe Shelby was a better player at that age mm. and had more of a prospect. And I mean, Shelby's not a bad player. No, just no. not top level. And I just think. I think that was a fair comparison, and I, and I just think Shelby's got more about it. And if he couldn't cut it up the top teams, and I just I just don't see. So as you say, Watford maybe the right club for them. They seem to they always play football the right way. They're not like a yeah big bruiser team, or I think they, they try to play the right way, and they just got a very bit of mix. So I mean, hopefully he settles in. You want to see all. He can't be young now. How old is he now? About 20, 24, 25 now is he? Will use is twenty two still. Good God! Wow. <laughs> feels like, so he was a wonder kid at like 10 it feels well, that's like. the problem with football manager yeah these players we've known about them for since they're 16 right enough yeah 8 years now we've known about them since before 20, 2010 he's got I think fair, here's a question then do you think games like football manager unfairly hype certain players I think they do and then put yeah. added pressure into them that not that it should really matter but it must affect them reading about it I think it does, yeah. I mean, Will Hughes, is, he made his debut at 16. He scored 12 goals for Derby in that time, in 165 appearances. I'd expect more return from him. Yeah, that's poor. That's poor. That's not, yeah, that's not great. But anyway, let's um, let's talk let's talk about the real world and let's get on to some football manager stuff. It's yes. time, time for our stream to begin. So, we shall end this podcast by saying you can find me on Twitter at RossBell1984 and you can find Ali on Twitter at... AliThompson84. You can find the World Football Index, uh, our overlords at World Football Eye, and of course head over to twitch.tv forward slash World Football Eye. Um, if you don't catch our live streams, you can watch the videos back, and quite a few people have done that looking at our views, so thank you for that. Also, if you do watch us live, make sure you subscribe or follow to us, so you can, uh, you'll can you get an email as soon as we're live streaming. 
so you don't miss out. And uh, I think that's pretty much it, Ali. So it's goodbye for me. And it's goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs>